Anybody growing? This is a this is a series that should be propelling you, encouraging you, pulling you along to spiritual growth. There's nothing wrong with staying young at heart. I hope that you stay young at heart. I never want to lose my my youthful mind when it comes to staying young and active and enjoying life. But staying young spiritually should not happen. Staying young spiritually equals to immaturity when I should be growing. Paul said, by now, I expect you to grow. Matter of fact, he even said it like this. Can you imagine a first-year teacher being hired going into the next school year, and they show up to teach fifth grade for the first time, and when they get in there to teach fifth grade, the administrator, the principal comes in and says, can you go ahead and have a seat? Uh, you need to teach, but we just found out you really don't know what you're doing. And before you can go on to teach, we're going to have to make sure you understand the things you're covering here in class. How embarrassing would that be, right? And this is what Paul was saying to us. He said, by now you should be teaching. But instead, I have to teach you the elementary things of God. I'm teaching you the very basic 101 things of God, very elementary, but you still had to be taught these things. By now, you should be the teacher. So we see a pattern here. He goes, I want to give you bigger things to chew on, but I have to feed you like a baby from a bottle because you haven't matured to the point you can digest anything bigger. And so we've got to continue. This was a process, and it's not just something that was isolated to that time. We know it can happen to any of us. We can grow stagnant and stay stuck spiritually like anybody else. Spiritual maturity has nothing to do with age. I know, I know a lot of young Christians and even young in age and young, they haven't been a Christian a very long time, that are act more mature than people who have been saved for 10, 20, 30 years. They've been stuck. Decade after decade, they, they had a good experience with God and they've been living off an experience for decades instead of saying, I want to grow and allowing God to reshape, remold, and push them. Spiritual maturity has nothing to do with age. I know a lot of young people who abandon it all and go to the mission field. I know a lot of young people who, who just abandon it all and say, God, use me right now. I'm ready. Maturity has nothing to do with age and all to do with the heart of obedience and surrender. Let's go back to our text we looked at last week, Jeremiah 18, verses 1 through 6. God came to Jeremiah, and this is what he told him. Go down to the potter's house. There I will give you my message. So I went down to the potter's house and saw him working at the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred. That's us. We messed up in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot. The potter reshaped it. Shaping it seemed best to him. Then the word of the Lord came to me. He said, can I not do this with you, Israel, as the potter does? 
declares the Lord. Like clay in the hands of a potter, so are you in my hand. So we see something happen here. The Father expects us to allow him to form us and to reshape us. If you are a Christ follower today, he expects you to be reshaped and reformed. We are all like the marred clay. We have imperfections in my life. You have imperfections in your life. Some of them big where people can see and some of them where only the potter can identify. But nevertheless, we all have imperfections. It's up to us to understand this. He sent his son Jesus this is the great news. The potter sent his son Jesus, so when he dies, now when his blood is applied to my life, it covers up the marred places in my life. It covers up the weaknesses in my life. It begins to strengthen me. It covers our imperfections. It covers our mistakes. But he expects us to stay on the potter's wheel and let him shape and oftentimes reshape and for being honest, reshape again, and next season, do it again. Can I just tell you something? Just because we received the blood of Jesus to cover our marred parts in our life, the weaknesses and the sins of our life, doesn't mean we're ready to get off the potter's wheel. And I think that's where we get stuck. I've been receiving grace. I receive God's grace. His grace covers my weaknesses. It covers my sin. Yes, it does. That is scripture. But just because I've received grace doesn't mean God likes me to stay embedded and a slave to my sin. He expects to reshape, reform me, where no longer am I a slave to the person I used to be, but I'm becoming a slave to God. God, whatever you want from me. God, whatever you need from me. God, you gave it all for me. I'm going all in for you. Spiritual maturity is more than biblical knowledge. Well, pastor, I know all the stories. I've heard them from a child. I've heard everything preached. I've heard every verse preached on in the Bible. Spiritual maturity is more than biblical knowledge. Spiritual maturity is not about morality. Well, Pastor, I, I, I'm a very moral person. Congratulations. I know a lot of non-Christians who are moral people. Matter of fact, I know a lot of non-Christians who are a lot more moral than the Christians I know. Just saying. So the reason why I'm pointing that out is this, was not to make you feel bad, just saying morality doesn't make you spiritually mature. Spiritual maturity is not about your giftings as we talked about in week one. Remember that. Just because a person is gifted and you're gifted, don't let that be a smokescreen for spiritual maturity. What is it, Pastor? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let's look at this. Spiritual maturity is the transforming of us into the image of Christ. Plain and simple. We've read it week after week. We are being transformed into the image, beholding his glory, that we reflect who Jesus is from level to level. God is calling us from glory to glory. So today, the million-dollar question becomes, can 
people, ask yourself this question. Can people see more of Jesus in me now than they did a year ago? The last 4th of July, can people see more of Jesus in you now than they did last 4th of July? I don't know, Pat. Okay, well, let's make it a little bit easier then. Can people see more of Jesus in you now than they did three years ago? I don't know. Years, not quite. I'm not, I don't know. You know. All right, let's just ask the question. Can they see more of Jesus in you now than they did three years ago? If that is a neutral answer, like, I don't think I'm any worse. <laughs> Good. That's a, that's a start. But can they see more of Jesus in you? Can they hear more of Jesus in you? Can they feel more of Jesus in you? It should be very evident because this is where spiritual maturity is changing me to become more like Jesus. Spiritual maturity doesn't compare with anyone else, but it compares me to me. Spiritual maturity compares me to the man in the mirror. It compares you to the woman in the mirror. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm looking at the man in the mirror. Come on now, you know, the man in the mirror. How are we transformed? Look, think about that word, transformed. Transformed. I let God do a transformation by letting him form me. I am being transformed. He's forming me and transforming me. I'm letting God transform me by remaking me, reshaping me. How? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. This is what we talked about last week. The secret sauce to transformation is the power of the Holy Spirit. So, at Destiny Church, we believe in the word balance. We believe it's very important for the heart of every believer, for the life of every believer. We must have balance. Look at this. We must have the knowledge of God's word, discipleship, and we must also have the Holy Spirit power in our life. We need both, but we can't have unbalanced. We can't be so far one way or the other that we're unbalanced. See, I grew up in unbalanced. It was better caught than taught. And so you, you got it in one service or you didn't get it. And you, every, what happens, the danger of that is, is that if you believe that everything but the spiritual maturity has to do with a feeling, then you chase the feeling for the rest of your life. But when you have the power of balance in your life and you have spiritual maturity happening, you are balanced in knowledge and spirit power. Then I know other people who think, you know what, I've got all the knowledge in the world, but you can have all the biblical knowledge, you can quote the scripture, you can know how to find it, you can listen to God's tape on the word all the time as you're driving, you can listen to all that and know all that happening. But if you don't have Holy Spirit power, you're missing it. Because that only becomes activated when you allow the Holy Spirit to breathe into you and you allow the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the combination. One without the other is dangerous in your life. Woo, that's right. One without the other becomes dangerous. You must have balance in your life. You need the balance of God's word and you need the balance of God's power. Put them together and it's exactly where he wants us to be. 
I've been a part of churches that have been out of balance before. Can I give you another word for those churches? Unhealthy. That's what it looks like. Unbalance is a more gentle way to say it. But unhealthy is what happens. We, we must have a balanced diet. We must have a balance of God's word and God's power. But we can't deny either one. We need both. You can't just be chasing the power of God and not be a disciplined disciple of God's word. You must know what his word says so you know how to use his power and use it correctly and use it with divine purpose and use it according to his will. Listen, you're dangerous if you try to use God's power and don't have the wisdom of the word to go with it. And you're dead if you got the word and not the power. You need both. We need both. We need both. Let me give you some areas the potter wants to reshape us in today. I'm going to give you three different areas the potter wants to reshape in our life. It's a lot more than just three, but I think these three are pretty prevalent and we can find these that would be places I believe he would reshape in every single person, including me, in this room today. Number one, the potter wants to reshape our commitment. The potter is reshaping our commitment. The foundation of spiritual maturity will always be found on commitment. It takes commitment to be mature, doesn't it? It does. People, every day in your life, you got to be committed or you're not mature. I don't feel like going to work today. Well, maturity says I'm committed. I'm going to get up and go. Maturity says I, I got bills to pay. I'm going to be there. Maturity says I got, a, I got family to feed. I'm going to be there. Maturity says, I got, I got things to take care of. I got to be there. Maturity says, I got a boss to depend on me. I'll be there. Maturity says, I got responsibility. I'll be there. That's maturity. Maturity takes commitment. Immaturity says, I don't want to go today, so I'm not going. Immaturity says, I, I, I got enough money in the bank. I can be an operator for a while. That's how immaturity thinks, right? See, maturity believes commitment. It takes maturity. Listen, it takes commitment. If you want to have a successful marriage, it takes commitment, doesn't it? It does. Commitment. You got to be committed. It's not just a feeling. If I go off just a feeling, sometimes I don't feel like being married. Sometimes I don't feel like having to take care of other people. Sometimes I don't feel like contributing to a family. I don't always feel like it because I'm committed, though. I'm going to do it because I'm committed. We're going to love through the hard times because I'm committed. I'm going to love no matter what because we're committed. That's maturity. Maturity is goes beyond a feeling and says I'm beyond a feeling. Come on. I'm committed to this purpose. If you want to have a successful marriage, you got to be committed all in. There ain't no 50 50. Whoever said marriage is 50 50. They lied. You give me a successful marriage, and I'll show you some people who are 100% all in. That's what happens. It takes commitment. Commitment brings maturity. It takes commitment to see maturity. See, in our life, spiritual maturity takes commitment. Spiritual maturity takes a kingdom commitment. Are you committed to the kingdom of God? Well, I am sometimes. 
Okay, can you imagine if I went home to my wife and said, honey, I'm committed to this marriage. Sometimes I'll be there. Sometimes I'll go out and do what I want. Sometimes I'll be faithful and sometimes I won't. Sometimes I'll help pay the bills and sometimes I won't. How many think that marriage is going to be in trouble, right? And my wife is like, huh, sucker, you ain't doing that. You either all in this marriage or you're all out. But make your decision one way or the other. But that's the way we look to God all the time. I, I'm, I, feel, like, I feel like going to church, so I go. I, I feel like serving God, so I do. But when I don't, I don't. That's immaturity. Spiritual maturity says, you know what? I would really like to do some other things with my time right now. But first of all, my first commitment is to my family, my spiritual family, my heavenly father. I have a kingdom commitment. Do your children know you're committed? Do your children know you have a kingdom committed family? What's that mean? That means that, yeah, we're going to take a vacation. And yeah, every once in a while, there'll be something that comes up that we have to travel and miss. But as for me and my house, as often as possible, we're going to be in the house of the Lord. As much as possible, we're committed. Do your children know you have a kingdom commitment? Or do they think it's only convenience? Some of you have a kingdom convenience, right? I'm talking about spiritual maturity takes a commitment. It takes an all-in commitment. He reshapes them. He is looking for those who are going all-in. God expects us to worship him with what? All of our heart. All of my mind. All of my spirit. All of my life. He wants it all. He don't want just your Sunday slice of the pie. He wants seven days a week. He wants it all. He wants it all. Is my life committed? Do I have a kingdom commitment? The potter is shaping my character. He's reshaping my character. It was Paul who said, if any man, look at this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is what? She is what? A new creation. The new creation has come. And the old has gone. The new is here. God is reshaping my character. Well, I used to have bad character. Not anymore, you don't. Not anymore. God is reshaping that. He is calling you to be a woman of high character. He's calling you to be a man of high character. Why? Because he's going to keep you on the potter's wheel. He's going to stick you in the fire. He's going to reshape you, remold you as much as it takes. He wants you to be the person he's calling you to be. He knows you're marred. He knows you're flawed. And he loves us anyway. He knows we're going to have letdowns and he knows we're going to make mistakes and he loves us anyway. But he continually takes us and puts us back on the potter's wheel, shaping my character. See, he's shaping your character. Why? Because he is breaking bad heritage out of your life. 
He's breaking the bad lineage out of your life. He's breaking the bad habits out of your life. He's breaking the bad attitudes out of your life. He's breaking poverty out of your bloodline. He's breaking you also. He's breaking these things above your life. He's breaking your commitment. He's breaking the past abuse in your life. He is breaking these things in our life. I'm no longer marred. I'm no longer marred. When I got on the potter's wheel, I was, I was marred with abuse. I was marred with low character. I was marred with mistakes and failure. But the longer I stay on the potter's wheel, the potter is covering up and applying his, the blood of his son to my life. He's applying the water of the word to my life and he's reshaping me and I'm not going to stay the marked person I used to be. Spiritual maturity is happening. Stay on the potter's wheel. He will change you. He will make you what you are not. Some of you didn't have a parent in your life. Some of you didn't have a strong parent in your life. He's reshaping you and making you the parent for your children that you never had. That's what he does on the potter's wheel. Some of you didn't have a dad that was committed, skip around from job to job to job to job. No, he's reshaping you now to teach how to be committed how to stick a job out, how to pay your bills, how to get out of debt, how to escape poverty. He's teaching you these things. Some of you never had a parent who was committed, always unfaithful. God, God's breaking that in you. He's keeping you on the potter's wheel so he can develop you, teach you how to be committed. You know, we need to stop. Look at this statement. We, we need to stop wearing about doing the wrong thing. Let's be more aggressive in doing the right thing. That's, that's where maturity happens. Immaturity, I don't want to mess up. I don't want, you know, the more you think about messing up, you're going to mess up, right? It happens. Don't, don't mess up, you're going to mess up. Why? Because I'm always thinking about the negative. Always thinking. So if I can become more proactive and put my mind on, you know what? I just want to be a man of integrity. I want to be a man who respects women. I want to be a man who shows children what men look like. I want to be a man who contributes to my job. I want to be a woman and a wife who contributes and is faithful. I want to be a woman who raises up her children to love the Lord. I'm going to, I'm going to look at showing Jesus today. I'm just going to look. Who can I help today? Who can I encourage today? Who can I be a blessing to today? See, the more I'm proactive, the more I'm not focused on the negative things, the more proactive I become. Reminds me of the story of the Indian chief who told his grandson, he said, son, inside of all of us, I don't know if that's true or not, but I just think an accent makes it a little better, okay? So, Sorry, I watched Tonto growing up. This is how he talked, okay? Kimasabi. He says, son, inside of all of us, on one side of our shoulder we have the good wolf, and on the other side of the shoulder we have the, the bad wolf. And he asked, he goes, you, you, you choose who wins. He said, grandfather, 
which one usually wins? And he goes, the one you feed the most. So if I'm always feeding the negative, guess what's gonna grow stronger in my life? The negative. If I'm always remembering all the past mistakes I've done, what's gonna be there? My past mistakes. If I'm always thinking I can't be anything, always thinking I can't be committed, always thinking I'm always gonna be broke, always thinking I'll never get out of debt, always thinking all these things in my life, that's gonna grow. And when I begin to say, no, I belong, I'm a child of God. And every day I get up feeding that I'm a child of God. I have a new heritage. I have a new commitment. I have a new place of blessing that God is calling me and my family to live. And I'm going to begin to feed that every day. That grows in my life. It's called spiritual maturity. My mind is always looking for the right thing then I won't have time to do the wrong thing. It gets less and less in my life. See, the problem is this. We have religion, and religion, look at this. Religion tries to follow set rules, but a relationship follows Jesus. You see, and when I was growing up, I, always, I was always worried about breaking the rules because I broke them all. I was not good at keeping rules. Still struggle sometimes to this day. I don't like to follow rules. Anybody here like to follow rules? I never met anybody but a few of you brown noses out there who like to follow rules. No one likes to follow rules. There's just something about us. We, we want to rebel, don't we? We like to break the rules. and I think that's one of the reasons why people don't succeed in following Jesus as they just see the Bible as a list of do's and don'ts. If I follow, it's just a bunch of rules to follow. No, it's not. It's freedom. See, my, my maturity comes out of my relationship with Jesus. It's not after a religion. I don't come to a religion. If you're here today, you're in the wrong spot if you're looking for religion. I don't have any religion to offer you. I only have Jesus who can set you free from religion. If you're watching online today, you don't need a religion. You need Jesus. A personal relationship with Jesus will transform your life. That's why people go around from religion to religion and never find happiness. It's only when you surrender to Jesus. A relationship with Jesus flows health and maturity. That's where it comes from. Follow religion around, you're going to be disappointed all your life. My character is changing me to be more like Jesus. And the last thing here, my potter is shaping. The potter is shaping, reshaping our communication. Believe it or not, all of us here today will have communication, won't we? And tomorrow morning when we get up, we're going to have another full day of communication. We can't get around not having communication. It's something we do all day long. So, he wants to reshape my communication so that I become more like him. James 3, 2, look what it says. For we all, he didn't say some of us, for we all, that's us, stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he's a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. This word perfect 
translates in the scripture to mature. If a person has his mouth in control, he is a mature man or woman. Wow. What does spiritual maturity look like? This is pretty close to it. A person who's got control of their words and communication is a person who is mature. And a person who's mature is able to control their whole body. Pastor, I just couldn't control myself. That's because you're immature. I couldn't control my emotions. You were immature. Can I tell you, I've been immature several times in my life. And when that happens, it's because I'm letting immaturity dwell in my life. But there's also been times I've held back my, my words. Not very often, but a few times I've held back my words. I didn't say what I really wanted to say. I'm doing better at that the older I get. Why? Because I'm maturing and God's changing my communication. This is what he wants to do. He wants us to have control. He doesn't want your body to be out of control. I can't control my flesh. Yes, you can. He's giving you that power. You can do it. It starts with controlling your words. You control your words, how you talk, control your words, and God will use that to have self-control in your life. I don't have any self-control. I don't know how to get self-control. Get control of your mouth. Really? Is it that simple? Yes, Pastor Gene, it is that simple. It is that simple. Get control of your mouth and your body will line up where it needs to be. Ephesians 4, 29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. That's immaturity. But what's maturity look like? but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. That's maturity right there. What's a mature believer look like? He builds people up with their words instead of tearing them down. Mature believers build others up with my words. When I was immature, I would attack you with my words. When I was immature, you cross me, and boy, I'd let you have it with my mouth. Didn't hold back. Sorry, you, you weren't going to out talk me. But you know what happens is God matures me. No longer do I use my words to attack and hurt people. Now I use my words to attack the enemy. Now I use my words to attack depression in your life. Now I use my words to attack anxiety in your life. Now I use my words to attack sadness in your life. And I say, look up. Come on now. You can do better. God is with you. Be at peace. Let me pray for you. Let me speak encouragement. Man, you're doing good. Keep it up. Man, I'm so happy for you. Come on. I, I use my words now to build people up. That is spiritual maturity. But pastor, I've been going, I don't care. Is your mouth out of control? You're spiritually immature. Whew, turn to your neighbor and say, that, that was pretty heavy, okay? Because it hits all of us. All of us have our words, and many times, even for the mature person, 
our mouth can begin to get out of control. When that happens, remind yourself, I am acting immature. Immaturity does not control my mouth. Mature people use their words to see the best in people. Mature people use their words to build up people, encourage people to attack the enemy and to set God's people free. So I speak life. I'm going to speak blessing. I'm going to speak growth. I'm going to speak encouragement. I'm going to speak to God. You're about to do something great in their life. I'm going to speak that you're not a prisoner any longer. I'm going to speak that God is canceling out abuse in your life. God is canceling out poverty in your life. I'm going to speak over you and say you are bigger than a mistake. I don't care if you've blown it. God's calling you to a higher level. God's got a great plan for your life. If you believe that, say amen. Come on now. How many want to mature today? Say, I want to mature. I want to be spiritually mature. I hope you're allowing this teaching to correct, encourage you, empower you to take the next step in spiritual maturity at whatever level you're at now. Something as basic as getting my mouth under control will help elevate you to be more like Jesus and cause the other things to line up in your mind, in your, in your life, and in your spirit. Let's bow our heads. Father, I thank you for your word, which brings life. Transforming us, God. Transforming us, transforming us. Transforming us, God.